Welcome along to episode 746 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. Coming up on the show this week, we've got music from Karen Harding. Zoe Tur and I caught up with her a little bit earlier in the week. We'll be finding out about European Coding Week as we not only hear from an Apple developer, but also from Maggie Philbin. Neil Redding's along from the Arena Theatre to let us know about their awesome programme. We'll be finding out about the amazing panto at the Grand. It is Snow White this year. So we'll be talking to Muddles, Nurse Nolly, Queen Dragonella, Snow White, and Prince William. If I can get these again in the right order, Tam Ryan, Ian Adams, uh, Nikki Cole-Evans, and we've got Evie Pickerel, JC Sheppey. That's on the way there. And also, we'll be hearing from Richard Shelton. Uh, he is playing Frank Sinatra in Frank Sinatra's Retirement Concert, which will be at the Grand for one night only, and well worth a listen. That's all on the way on the show this week. Welcome to the Milk Bar. 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 Uh, welcome to the Milk Bar. The music of Frank Sinatra is being brought to life as the retirement concert is recreated. Richard Shelton is here to tell me all about the show. Hello, sir. Hello, it's good to see you, Jason. Nice well, to Good be. to see you too. 29th of October, Grand Theatre and a night to remember. Yes. It is. I mean, I, I have a very long um, dramatic association with Frank Sinatra. Um, I've portrayed him several times on stage. Mm -hmm. but this is the first time I've tackled the retirement concert. So I've sort of journeyed with him through his life, if you like, and it's all age appropriate. I'm about the same age he was when he retired. For the, It must be said for the first time in yeah. 1971. But we're um, bringing the fantastic Sid Lawrence Orchestra and uh, so you get the whole full fat big band feel um, and we're recreating the concert so it's very exciting and so I mean the, the line for the music has been selected for you by the man himself uh, the, the music is going to just be absolutely amazing and uh, I think it's it's an opportunity to sort of relive a moment of nostalgia the best way you can I mean it absolutely is it's um some of the songs that people will be familiar with and some of, some of them they won't. For example, um, I'll Never Smile Again. That's the most wonderful song that he recorded with Tommy Dorsey that isn't, let's say, top of the pops. But when he chose the songs to perform at that particular retirement, I mean, when you're Frank Sinatra, how do you choose? How do you make a very narrow choice? He chose songs that meant a lot to him. And that formed a very pivotal time in his career. This is, you know, before the whole Ava Gardner thing, where I think it was Nelson Riddle who said, Ava Gardner taught Frank Sinatra how to sing a torch song, a saloon song, because, of course, she was the, the, the screen siren, the, the most beautiful actress in Hollywood that literally broke him. He, he lost his he lost everything. He lost his movie deal. He lost his record deal, his reputation, his marriage. But worst of all, he lost his voice as a result of the stress. His vocal cords hemorrhaged in um, New York, in the Copa Rooms. So this is a man who really did know what, what it was like to be riding high in April and shot down in May. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of dramatic, fertile territory there to, uh, to bring to life. And playing uh, the venue he played, he'd have felt at home there, probably very much the same way as you'll feel at home at the Grand Theatre in Wolverhampton. Yes, I'm very excited. I can't wait. It's been a long time since I've trodden that stage, a long, long time. But obviously I'm from Wolverhampton, so um, it, it's wonderful to come home. You know, I've, I've traveled far and wide across the world and I currently live in America. I live in Los Angeles at the moment. But I tell you what, there's nothing like coming home. It just 
you know, puts a skip in your heart and a smile on your face. So I'm I'm thrilled to be coming back. And so bringing this to audiences, uh, many of the people who will be coming as well will be coming because it's you, not only because of the music. Now, I know oh, we need to come because it's you, because you're going to put on an awesome show. But there will be uh, a list of people who are going to be welcoming you back to the area on the night too. I hope so. I mean, there are family and friends coming, which is always a thrill. You know, you're playing to a home crowd, which is which is great. Um, and in my experience, I mean, you know, people often ask what are audiences like across the world? Are they better in America or how do they differ in Europe? And indeed, audiences are different. But I've got to say, playing to a home crowd, I love playing to a British crowd. And certainly there's nothing beats the Midlanders, you know, especially when you're one of them. It, it, there's nothing like welcoming your own, is there? It's, it's yeah. great. Absolutely, one of our own, but equally a familiar face from the TV work that you've done as well. So it's not only the voice that I recognise as you recreate this sound, but also yeah, the features too. Yes, yes, indeed. I mean, um, do you know, I think you're referring to the couple of years I spent on Emmerdale when I was mm -hmm. playing the uh, uh, devilishly, uh, charmingly murderous Dr. Adam Forsyth. And, and I think the time, when you go into a show like that, you literally go in cold, you know, one minute you're just a jobbing actor and then you get this incredible exposure. Um, and, and we had huge viewing figures um, around that time. Uh, and, it, and it is something of a shock to suddenly, you know, one day you're, you're just going about your business and the next everybody's pointing at you and shouting things in the street, <laughs> or whatever it was. But the time I got, uh, I thought, no, I, I really have, um, I'm, I'm achieving something here was when I was with my wonderful stepmom when she was alive and we took some stuff to the skip. This was in Telford and we got we got it wrong when we were dumping this stuff. We went to the wrong trash bin, see, and, and this really tall, big, burly supervisor guy, he starts wading across and shouting and waving his arms and going, oi, yo, you can't put that in there. And I turned around and looked at him and said, sorry, he says, no, you... you Oh, it's you, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a right little bugger. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it into the uh, national psyche, so that's I'm the sorry, way we like I'll it. Move, I'll move my trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't anything you can get away with once uh, once they know your uh, your credentials on screen. But there you go. Yeah. But, I mean, it's been the TV work, TV work in the US as well, and that yeah. doesn't stop coming. And uh, of course, with this show and uh, the awards you've won playing Frank Sinatra in in uh, other uh, incarnations of uh, uh, you know his life and your recreation of it uh, it's it's almost you, you it's a given now you are pretty much frank it's a funny thing you know you say that it makes it makes, still makes me go slightly goosebumpy because sometimes you think am i crazy you know this is an icon this is how do you measure up to somebody like that and i'm very always very emphatic i can't imitate i can't mimic him but i can evoke him something peculiar happens when i inhabit the skin of that man you know i in actors terms if you like i get rid of myself i just lose myself and open up whatever i am to, to to that truth and that's called evocation and it helps a little bit i mean indeed in the show i'll be actually wearing one of frank sinatra's very own tuxedos so i'm bringing a little bit of hollywood stardust um all, all the way to the grand theater in, in Wolverhampton. Well, that, that's a thrill it's going to be an amazing night of music and the performance will suit as well, including the suit too. So it's going to be absolutely excellent. 29th of October is a date. 01902429212, the box office number, grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets. Can we find you on the socials as well? Absolutely. I'm there. It's I think Instagram is it's Richard Shelton. And I think as far as the rest is 
Richard Shelton. You'll find me on Facebook or the website, um, richardshelton.co.uk. It's, it's all out there. Well, check all those details. Look for Frank Sinatra, the retirement concert at the Grand, and make sure you enjoy seeing a Wolverhampton lad playing a star from across the pond and, uh, you know, someone from the, the country that's kind of adopted you at the moment. We're always happy to have you back. Richard Shelton, thank you for joining us. Thanks very much indeed. Digital literacy is being brought to life during the European Coding Week. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Teo Amisore, Apple developer, and also by Maggie Philbin, TV presenter and CEO of TeenTech. Good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon. So first of all, uh, coding, something vitally important. During the wonderful days of tomorrow's world, Maggie, were you ever tempted to get your BBC Micro and learn how to create a sprite? Well, do you know, at the time I was on Tomorrow's World, there wasn't a computer in the office. And this often really <laughs> took people by surprise that scripts were handwritten and the only person who got access to anything vaguely technical um, was the person who used a word processor, uh, which we had in the office. So it was only after I left Tomorrow's World that I got my own computer. I was the first Tomorrow's World reporter to get, to get one <laughs> and, and really started to understand that this digital world that we had talked about for so long was absolutely with us. And you know, through uh, my youth, I mean, had a Commodore 64 and I'd buy something like Input Magazine and be typing away at some really dodgy basic to try and get a dragon to dance across the screen. But coding is so much more than that. And it's at the heart of everything we do these days. I mean, I mean we live in a digital world, don't we? And um, coding underpins everything. It underpins the entertainment that we consume. It underpins all sorts of technology in our homes, um, in hospitals, in every aspect of life. And, and the really powerful thing about Europe Code Week is the way that it shines a light on something that Maybe a certain number of people may have thought, oh, that sounds really difficult. And it encourages both young people and people of all ages to explore it and, and have a go. Because historically, the, the technology that we have access to has been designed and built by a very narrow section of society. And that absolutely has to change. Uh, I think everyone agrees on this. We want, we all want to live in a much fairer world and we all want to have access to technology which is relevant to us. And the way to do that is to make sure that everyone has at the very least a, a grasp of uh, you know, the programming that is underpinning our lives. Yeah, and Tewu, apart from the fact I could make my name scroll across a screen, uh, that's the limit of my programming knowledge. Uh, yet these days, I mean, I'm sat here holding my iPhone and the amount of things that are going on in the background that are all coded, which are allowing me just to read some notes so I sound like I'm making sense to start off with, uh, is absolutely amazing. And, and, and people need to be able to do this. And getting people into the industry is vitally important, whatever age they start. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think... Um, the accessibility of the internet allows um, people young and old to get into co coding um, no matter what they want to achieve, whether that's into gaming or they want to create a new social media platform. It's kind of all there and um, accessibility um, is really a part of the game. 
Yeah, but I mean, these days, though, I mean, the, at the time Maggie was on Tomorrow's World, Chris Sewell was presenting a programme about how uh, computers uh, were, were talking to us. In the 80s into the 90s, we had a developing market. Now we've almost become complacent because it's so every day. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think um, it's really like even in my lifetime, kind of growing up in the 90s, um, having dial-up internet to now... Um, you know, having access on our phones, like even within my lifetime, the change has been absolutely um, incredible. And I think, yeah, you're right. Sometimes we forget about the impact um, that it has, but I think um, there's still things that are continuing um, to, you know, excite us, make us um, really happy about um, technology. And we really don't know what's around the corner. And I think that's really, really exciting. Yeah, Maggie, I mean, have you got any predictions for us? Oh, 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 it's always a dangerous game getting into predictions. I've learned the hard way. Uh, every time I get on a train, someone comes up to me and goes, you know, that thing you talked about and you said, uh, and they will mention some completely random um, item that I demonstrated back in the in the 80s or 90s. I was just going to say that it, back in the 80s, if you wanted to develop a piece of technology, it was usually a very complicated and a very expensive process. And the wonderful thing about now is it's never been easier to develop a piece of tech if you know you are interested enough to explore the options and you know across Europe code week there are all sorts of opportunities for you to to do this and uh, if you are absolutely starting at the beginning you know you might think oh um you could go into a, a local app store a, a, lo a local apple store and they're they're running completely free courses on on coding no matter what level of experience that you've got or, or you might want to perhaps play play online uh, go on to um say swift playgrounds there's all sorts of different options uh, and and just find out a little bit more and, and have a go and and it, you know the, it, it's there's a really easy entry um, point to, so that you feel you know, confident about, about having a go and perhaps just having a deepening your understanding of the, the technology that you're using every day. Because yeah, you don't need to go in there and completely rewrite the iOS on your device. That's not what you're looking at to start off with. It could well be you've got an idea for an app that uh, it could be a great starting point for and go into store and, and, and practice. Absolutely that. And and I and I think that's really important because I think it, it's not about starting the other way around and saying, right, I'm going to learn this very complicated um programming language. Because for most people, that's never gonna that's never gonna work for you. But if you've got a, an idea, if you've got something you want to do, and you know, there is a bit of a saying now that you know, most people think they've got an app in them as opposed to a book, then go go in go into go you know i mean like as i've mentioned the you know apple stores as as one way um through there's all sorts of ways you could do this and then step make a step forward to creating whatever it is that you feel that the the world needs or your home needs or your town needs and tell you, I mean, being a developer yourself, I mean, you're probably involved in, in things that we have on our phone, things that are sitting there that we take for granted, whether it's using your phone as a spirit level or just sending a message to your mates. There's all sorts of stuff in there, isn't there? Yeah, no, I, I can uh, I completely agree. And I think um, what Maggie was saying about um, the barrier of entry um, being lowered, I think it's completely 
correct. Um, I used to have an hour and a half commute every single day, so three hours to kill. Um, and it was a job that I didn't particularly like. Um, so I made that segue, learning how to code. And I used to bother people, um, probably you, Maggie, on the train to ask, um, would you like to play my game? And people would give me really honest feedback. And I just think it's incredible that you can have an idea, build something and have it on a global app store for people to play all around the world. Um, yeah, I think it's incredible. Absolutely. And they say, is that moment, uh, I mean, we, we saw it with Flappy Birds. I mean, that just sort of went absolutely mental. These sort of things do happen. This happens to people and that they can have these moments. And I think Maggie through Teen Tech as well, that's something else that you're encouraging there too. Yeah. I mean, 15 years ago, I could see this massive disconnect between young people who were full of ideas and young people who perhaps were not thinking about having a career in tech. So, yeah, I've I've devoted my life to helping to bridge that gap and putting young people directly in contact with people who work in industry to help them understand their own potential. And it's quite incredible when you see what young people are prepared to do because they if, if they have an idea and they want to build it they absolutely will and they astonish their parents and they astonish their teachers uh, and you know that is one of the beauties of the the digital world that we that we live in that they can find support they can find support on you know online exploring you know using things like it might be swift playgrounds it might be whatever um you know way that they access that that those first early steps into coding they can teach themselves and it's it, well for me it's really exciting to see a young person who may perhaps be feeling well you know where do I fit in the world what you know what can I do you know I can't change anything start to realize actually I absolutely can and I I think that you know Europe Code Week is has been a, a brilliant initiative in really helping many millions of people understand that this is a world you can help to shape you can make a difference. Uh, so, yeah, uh, and, uh, you know, for me, I'm I'm very optimistic about our young people. Fingers crossed for the future. We'll see what that brings. We never know what is around the corner. It could be phone charging through your wall or whatever it is based on the, the 80s and what we saw on telly back then. But equally, it could be that app that makes you a, a nice, comfortable living and uh, the ability to be able to code to help businesses or the environment or many, many other things in between. The European Code Week runs through until the 22nd of October. Where do we go for more information? Um, if uh, you can go on to the, um, the Apple website for a start, um, if you're interested in the tutorials that are running in stores, then uh, apple.com forward slash today will, will take you there. And there's all sorts of other resources, resources for teachers, resources for librarians, resources for parents, you know, get stuck in. And uh, resources for TV presenters who probably know a, a great deal as well. I'm sure we've got a section for you. Don't worry. <laughs> that should be good. Oh, Maggie Verwin, MBE. And also, uh, Teo Amisore, Apple developer. Thank you both for joining us. Bye. Thanks, Jason. Pleasure. Bye now.
with Snow White, the panto at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre this year, waving at the cameras already. You can't stop these CBeebies presented. <laughs> with the grand, shall I? I'll just carry on regardless. Snow White is at the Grand. We've got Snow White here with me and Prince William, aka Evie Pickerel and uh, Jay Sheppy. Hello to you both. How are we doing? You alright? Yes, yes, good. Yes, yes, we're good. We're good. We, we, okay, yeah. well, that's that's a good start. And looking forward to panto. Yeah, I think we both are, aren't we, JC? We can't like, wait. We can't wait. Especially yeah. after today's photo shoot, it started to feel like panto. Because yeah. you got to try the costumes on and everything. Exactly. We got to try the costumes on, we went to the zoo, um, and we've just been talking panto all day, and it's very exciting. It's like Christmas has come early for you. It is, it is. Okay, so uh, we obviously two years ago now, years you were at the ground. Now, I, I, I seemed like moments that the, the, you were here last. I haven't changed much, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does seem like it does seem like two minutes ago um, but I'm really grateful that Tammany and wanted me back well so, I, and you've got a great script from them to work with incredible they are both insanely talented mm-hmm. so we're very lucky and you brought one of your CBeebies colleagues I with you I couldn't come here without him yeah Oh. yeah that's it's, it's special that's going to make this come to a very special See, n- n- I don't together. watch much CBeebies I will have to admit so. <laughs> turn the cameras off <laughs> and we're done and we're done <laughs> but I mean, do you get to work together on screen very yeah. often? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. you've got that sort of chemistry which is going to work already? Completely. It's so lovely that we get to have this moment. As I was saying earlier, I don't know if any there's been any other two CBeebies people in a panto together. So the fact that apart we're doing Apart from the CBeebies panto. Apart, apart from the CBeebies panto. <laughs> of course, of course. But it's just really lovely that we get to, to do this. It's really special. When you, you've got that sort of magic, the chemistry, and the fact that you, you know what the kids like, because you're doing this on telly the whole time and they're always watching you. Mm. Uh, it, it's, it's that moment where they, they get to see that the people in the box of the corner are also real. Yeah, completely, which astounds a lot of children, actually, when they, they go, you, you're in the telly or you live in yeah. the telly. <laughs> that's, always, um, that's always funny. But, yeah, it, it's really nice that we get to do these events because it, we get to... You know, not necessarily meet the children, but you get to see them and they get mm-hmm. to see you up close and it's wonderful. So I'm really grateful that Panto allows us to have these moments. Yeah, because you don't get much audience interaction uh, on in the screen. Studio. Of course you they, don't. They, they send you stuff in, you we're get to read the names out. But We're children's presenters, but we don't necessarily get to work with children a lot of the time. Yeah. So these are great opportunities to get to meet your audience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, JC, I mean, with the role of Prince William, you get to be a bit of royalty. Looking forward to that as well. I do, I do. No, I'm very, very excited. Um, back at wearing my prince's hat again this year. And I you, this is your third panto, is it? This is this is my yeah. Well, the, yes, in, in in real from, life, not not just yeah, the telly. From starting CBBS, yes. Yeah. This, is, this is my third. It was Dick Whittington and then Cinderella last year, and now Snow White this year. So it, it, it's all good fun, though, isn't it? That's the best part about I love it. it. Love it, love it, love it. I mean, the camera and the the theatre are two completely different, different beasts. Mm. So you know, as as Evie touched on there, having that audience interaction and yeah. hearing the kids mm-hmm. react to certain things. But you were on saying stage. your favourite shows, the school shows. Yeah, yeah, my favourite shows are the school shows. You know, with with all the kids because it's a thousand screaming kids mm-hmm. that just that that are rooting for you and they're rooting yeah. for the princess, yeah. they're rooting for the prince, and they're booing the evil queen. And it's just that energy. There's no energy so like a school show. No the fact that panto is such good fun to do as well and you can be a little liberal with the script too can't you Tammany just saying no are they maybe not actually probably you two don't get to mess about quite so much in that way no no and probably for good you know we're the serious ones yeah and I think you do need that as well you know you need some light and shade and you know that's why Tammany and are brilliant at what they do and 
we bring that kind of the, the, story. the order. Yes. Yeah, the order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And being Snow White, you get you get the best gigs, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's quite daunting to be Snow White. But as I was saying earlier, I don't think Panto. You know, it's called Snow White, but I think every character has its own um, light, like limelight in it. Mm -hmm. It's not just all about Snow White. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their moment to shine. And if you complain about that, because you, you should it should be all about I'm you. I'm more than happy. <laughs> I'm more than happy to pass the bat on to anyone else. <laughs> okay, but it's a, it's a family. It's a Panto family. Yeah, you totally. get a whole new Panto family every year. Totally. But you get to stay with your family as well. I know. Back I'm at so home. Lucky. I'm so lucky. That's that's the that's where I feel really lucky. Mm. How many of the cast are you putting up at your place for your mum and dad? You know what, none. But I'm going to be having JC around for dinner. That's definitely going to oh. be happening. No, make him cook. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well. You look like a man who can cook a good okay. meal. Yeah. I'll cook for you. Yeah. And your mum and your dad. Okay. Here's there, your dog. <laughs> <laughs> there is a dog. I think there's a dog. Yeah, you will know about the dog. <laughs> well, but uh, into oh my the... gosh, I wonder if I'm allowed to bring Lottie in. That'd be cute. Oh, yeah, is Lottie's there, the dog. Is, by there, the is there a part for her in the show? Do you think? I don't know. Maybe I can ask. See if you can get something written in. Have a chat. With have a game. chat. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> See how it works. Out. But uh, it's going to be a great Christmas. It will it? be. It will be. And a, a magical panto, and that's what we expect. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets 01902 the box office number, from the 2nd of December through to the 7th of January. That was impressive. Ah, well done. It's a good run, though, isn't it? That was it? impressive. It's a big run. Yeah, you get Otoki on the telly, don't you? We don't get that here, we do we? We get you know, you know that's no. all right, then. You'd have to memorise everything. Yeah. Okay, we'll let you off then. Yeah. But it's going to be an absolutely brilliant laugh. They, they will memorise their script and everything, and they'll even stick to them. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Karen Harding has done amazing things in the dance album chart since the release of Take Me Somewhere last week, and she joins us now to tell us all about what she's been up to. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, good here. How are you doing? Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah. Now, obviously, music, I think, is pretty much in your blood, isn't it? Yeah, I am. Um, well, I don't know. I always felt like it was that way. So hence why I kind of pursued a career in music and didn't go to uni as my mum wished that I would have. But yeah, I um, stuck at it and, and yeah, and made it, per se. <laughs> so I think you've, you've been around for longer than your album release indicates because like I say that it was your debut album that came out last week wasn't it but you have yeah. been doing bits and pieces for like writing songs for other people and you know singing and being in that general music genre for, for quite a few years haven't you? Yeah I mean my debut single which was Say Something came out in 2014 um, and I've been writing a lot of music since then like I said for other people as well um, and the album finally came together um, there's a lot of things, reasons why it was so slow, um, but it finally came together on my record label and the songs, um, uh, I feel I picked them because I've always identified with them as like a Karen Harden song um, and, you know, and I've never really given them or shared them with anyone else and I've all, and they're like my most listened to on my computer and things. So I thought, all right, I'm going to go back and pick the songs that have really spoken to me over the years and finish them off and got them reproduced and everything and now yeah now they're on the album and I'm so happy that they're out in the world and being listened to <laughs> but I mean certainly out in the world and being listened to 750 million streams later on your music and still rising I mean we, we're not far off the billion now surely yeah I mean I try not to think too much about the numbers because 
because it's a lot you know and I try and imagine like millions of people in a room and it's impossible so um yeah I uh I try not to look at the numbers but it's pretty incredible and definitely um very inspiring to just keep going and like you know make more music and in and like get more people to know who I am and is it is there going to be like a tour coming up you, I mean I can see you you go around like the student um universities and things like that aren't you and you have done yeah. that in the past is it going to be like more focused on music halls and and typical music venues in the future yeah I mean I'm hoping to you know fill up next year with like a lot of gigs and hopefully we'll see how the album does and then we can you know go off the back of that um it's strange because it feels like a like an end of a chapter and like a new chapter so yeah it's going to be strange how like things go for the future I'm not really yeah there's no tour booked in yet but you know we'll see Mm -hmm. how we go but it's equally, you know, who would you get to support? Because, I mean, your music in itself is quite uniquely you. Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, I I really love, um, I do actually really love a DJ support, like, as well. But I'd also love to have, like, some up-and-coming local talent in the area um, do, like, different venues. I've always really, like, supported that idea because I think I did a lot of things like that when I was younger. And I think it's important to, you know, encourage local talent and get them gigs as well. So I would love to do that. Certainly giving something back to the up and coming artists, isn't it? I do know a lot of bands and that that do that. And I think that's lovely that you'll get like somebody local from each area that you go to because it's really helping them have a leg up, isn't it? I presume is is that what you were doing when you first entered the music business? I was kind of doing that. Yeah, I was doing like a lot of like function band stuff and I had a lot of like restaurant bar gigs that I was doing with like guitarists and everything and um and it was really fun and I feel like it really helped me um gain confidence performing live before all the big ones you know when i when say something came out so yeah i i wasn't necessarily doing lots of support i did support sigma on the uk tour a couple of years ago and that was really good i really enjoyed that um but i feel like there's so many dance artists vocalists producers who who were still so unheard unheard of and i think like it, it would just be nice to give back a little bit you know because yeah, I mean, they all need to step up, or, or equally, to not have their mother try and stop them do that and go to university, don't they? <laughs> yeah, like my mum's, my mum's like super happy. She, I mean, she always encourages us to sing. It's just like the whole idea of being educated in within our culture as well. It's like a big thing. So I understand it and I get it. It just never felt right for me. So I'm glad that she just let us let us do my thing too. Yeah, everything has to be the right fit. And uh, I certainly, you know, the, the way the music is is going and we you know, it just continues to to impress. And it's it's a different world these days, isn't it, as well? Because you've got the, the Spotify circuit as well as the club circuit. And sometimes they don't always meet up the way in which your music gets played. But uh, yeah, it, it, it is uh, an exciting world to be in. Yeah, when I first started, Spotify wasn't a thing. So um, it's kind of, I've really seen how it's grown and how important it is to promo and everything like that. So um, it, it's it's still quite new. It's all still strange and everyone's like changing with the times and things. So uh, in, in my mind, you know, like I said, my managers focus on the numbers and I kind of just concentrate on the creative side of it, which is what I signed up for really. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll just keep doing that. <laughs> but you're going to keep your head down and... and... Have you got like plans for another single out? Because I know, you know, once you've got the album going and you can see all the downloads for that, what's your next um, single from that? Is it going to be from the album? Yeah, I think we're going to run with um, Wild Wild Water um, because I love 
I just love the song. It really um, encapsulates a moment in my career when I was feeling a little bit um, downhearted about everything. I wasn't sure if I was going to make the right decisions, um, you know, because once you're like signing to like these deals and stuff, it's years, so you can't like change your mind. Um, so yeah, I was at one of those stages where I was like, I need to just go with it and just take the risk, and um, that's what that song's about. And I've and um, even now, it, it, like emotionally, it always gets us. So I wanted to share that one next. And when it comes down to the sharing of the music as well, I mean, do you enjoy producing a music video on top of the uh, the, the the audio side of things as well? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I love turning up to uh, turning up on a day and uh, not looking quite like Karen Harden or whatever. And then the makeup artists and hairstylists come in, and uh, you know, woohoo, <laughs> there she is. Um, and it's it's lots of fun. Like, I really enjoy it. Um, and I just I enjoy like just the graft you know it's it's a lot it's a lot of work in the day it's a, you know it's up and down up and down but I, I really enjoy it yeah and do you have do you have like a lot of input in what you want for those videos is it or do you just let them get on with it and and let them interpret what your, your music is, is all about it's like a mix of both like the interpretation I find is really important because like at the end of the day I'm not a makeup artist or a director or whatever so like I don't want to tell people like how to do things I, it's nice to have someone else's in, interpretation you know like um the most recent things for for um wild wild water he he wanted to kind of bring this 80s influence thing and i and i and i'd already sent 80s vibes so it was like we just met in the middle and, and i loved what he did and i think it's, even with makeup i'm not too oh, i want it exactly like this because at the end of the day like i don't do it every day i don't know what it looks like so yeah, like you just paint my face and make it look nice and i'll be happy <laughs> <laughs> well obviously great things ahead and uh the, the the album out there the single on the way and then who knows what's next and we fingers crossed for a tour because it'd be great to see airplane venues and, and clubs and really sort of bringing a whole party to life every single time you step out on stage so make sure you let us know when you're playing uh, wolverhampton or the midlands so that'd be absolutely brilliant to uh, to see what's going on there but right. is, is there work on a, another album or are you going to leave you another couple of decades before you get around to it <laughs> a couple of decades <laughs> um i am um, i definitely want to have one earlier this time but i'm just going to see what 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 happens like at the minute it's just such a like it's just like a, a like a joyful relief that the albums came out and i just want to see how people react to it um it's such like early days as well so yeah i'm just going to see how we we'll go there's definitely enough material for like three greatest hits so we'll um <laughs> yeah we'll see how we we'll go well, we'll take a listen to uh, uh, your, your, I think, your favourite track, definitely, on the album, which is all good. Where do we find you on all the socials? And, of course, anybody who hasn't heard your music yet, where do they go to to get their hands on it? I'm at Karen Harden on everything. Nice and easy. Um, yeah, just give us a follow and, um, yeah, so you can keep up to date with what I'm up to and what's coming out and whatnot. And the official website as well? Is KarenHardenOfficial.com. There we go. That works. It's the official website. It's got an official in it. And like everything yeah. else, Karen Harding plastered all over it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Karen, lovely to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to more amazing, literally moving music before uh, probably the next couple of years are out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for having us on. Nice to chat to you.
With Snow White at the Grand Theatre from the 2nd of December through to the 7th of January, there's going to be evil in the air. Dragonella is the name that Nikki Cole Evans is going to be known by. How are you doing? Oh, hello, how are you? All oh, right, now I've never <laughs> seen you be evil before. What's going on? Uh, do you know what? I've played evil twice. Yeah. This will be my third or fourth time, so I'm really looking forward to it. Because really, really we're really used to seeing you in Panto at the Grand, and yeah. we've been missing you, uh, so it's great oh, to have you back. Thank you. But uh, it, it, this is, I say, a, a new challenge for your Midlands audience, then. Yeah, no, it's lovely. I've had so many once once I was announced. I've had so many people going, "Oh my God, we can't wait for you to come back." It's so lovely to have you back, and it means so much to me. That does that people still want to actually come and hear my gob going. Well, come on, look at <laughs> look at how many people came to see you when you've been on the tour with Blood Brothers this I year. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, do you know, I've. Because we're in we're in Brist- uh, not Bristol, we're at Brighton this week, yeah. and um, somebody came to see me do panto at Wolves in 2008, and they were there last night. Oh, that's cool. That's lovely, wasn't it? It is, I mean, but you have a following, which is good, and the, the telly's helped you know get your bit, name yeah. up there to start off with. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's the talent which shines through every time. Oh, and thank if it, you. Where would we have been if it hadn't been for that telly show? Surely you you, you would have been just a, as big a star anyway. Uh, no. It, 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 the discovery <laughs> thing was important. It was because Bill Kenrock wouldn't have saw me would he yeah. so he, he's the one that started me off on musicals mm-hmm. and then I did lots of other musicals and then uh, you know I tried to retire and then they brought me back to do Blood Brothers <laughs> you don't get away with it because <laughs> I do Blood Brothers and then I was offered this panto and I was just I literally ripped their arm off for it because I love wolves you know mm-hmm. how much I love wolves I do, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, it's a home from home. I mean, everyone in the theatre knows you anyway. Everybody in the theatre knows me. I know them. I know their children. It's so lovely. And, you know, the guys I'm working with now, 15 years ago, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, they've grown up. And it's, you know, it's just, it's a really, really good place for me to be at Christmas because it's always, doesn't matter what show I do there, it's Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, but it, do, it does mean there's, there's less messing about going to and from the gigs. Yeah, and, gigs. and it's, and it's yeah. lovely because all my family are from here. Yeah. You know, so I've got my sister coming, my brothers, the kids are coming because they've never seen me do, because obviously they can't come and see me do uh, things like Blood Brothers, they're too, they're too yeah, young. Yeah. So when I said I'm, I'm going to do Panto here, they were all so excited because I've got loads of great, nieces and nephews and my, my brother's got two and they're old enough to come now so I'm so excited well, that's going to be good but yeah. I mean a great script as well Tam uh, and, you know and what? Ian have been I doing I kind of skimmed that. I, I got it this morning and I skimmed through it and that I do a lot and I was going do we have to do this together this was me and Tam and he was like yeah and I was going we can't because I can't stop laughing at him. <laughs> he's just a nutter um, but yeah he, the, I've, I've kind of skimmed through the script and I've had the, the music come through this morning and I'm very very happy well, I mean, you have got an amazing voice and, and it just gets better and better. It's always been amazing, but I don't know how you do it. How does that work? What do you gargle with? Uh, I don't know. Just sometimes I think it's not going to come and then all of a sudden it does because uh, I've just done a sound check because I'm singing tonight for the for the grand. Um, I don't know, but the older I get, the harder work it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And you, and I don't know why. I think it's because everything gets older, doesn't it get more saggy? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm thankful, I'll touch wood, that I've still got it in my 50s. Well, it, you're sounding amazing. And the, the the way in which you act and, and, the, and the pressure you put yourself under for the likes of Blood Brothers, yeah. bit different, but you've still got to have an evil cackle and everything for this, haven't oh. you, surely? Well, the thing is, with Dragonella, that's what people call me anyway in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not too far from me. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's looking at the script and I've had a very, very lovely dress on today. Mm-hmm. Bit different to sandals. Yeah, so a nice frock. And did you get I've a, a, a nice frock? Did you get a wand as well? No, but, but I've got something else. Or was it a staff? 
I'm not telling you. Oh. It's a very big secret. Okay, well, then we'll look forward to seeing that. But uh, it's, it's going to be a great show. You've got lots to look forward to. You've got some great songs. It, it's a perfect Christmas, isn't it? It is a perfect Christmas. I get to be at home because I haven't been at home since I'm, I married my new husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dwayne's looking forward to me being at home and I'm not cooking Christmas dinner this year. So that's all going to work out as well. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. But, but it does mean that you probably want to blag everybody's sandwiches when they bring the turkey in the fo- on Boxing Day show. Uh, not the turkey because I'm a veggie. Oh, I but, forgot, um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, everybody, because that's the first time I've met everybody this morning as well. Mm-hmm. And they're just such a great cast there's so much diversity and I'm not going to stand too much by the Snow White because she's very beautiful and that really did get on my nerves (laughs) you can channel that into your character in the show it is Snow White at the Grand Theatre from the 2nd of December through to the 7th of January 01902 429212 the box office number grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets you can see the wonderful Nikki Cole and the rest of the gang doing amazing things to entertain you in the run up to Christmas and into the new year lovely to see you as ever break a leg and I'm looking forward to seeing the show oh great thank you Merry Christmas everyone come and look at us The new season at the Arena Theatre is upon us. The wonderful jewel in the heart of Wolverhampton. Some amazing shows, and they're all brought together by the brilliant team. Heading of that team, Artistic Director Neil Redding. Hello. Hello. So how's it all going? What's been going on? It's been young since we've spoken, and I feel bad for that. It has. Oh, no, not at all. It's, it's, it's just so busy. Um, <laughs> we've, we've had a, a really busy summer. We were doing uh, playing a week with some young people, and we had our Project Ex- Expedition, which is our training programme for young people who are interested in the behind-the-scenes parts of the arts, mm-hmm. all happening over the summer, so that was took us a lot of time and then we came back a couple of weeks ago with our um youth musical that opens the season every year so it's been crazy it's been, but that but good crazy yes and in fact, i spoke to fran over the summer and we had, we took some audio from uh, yes. the things you had going on of course and that is it's, it's part of what the arena does but you never know what it's going to do next do you well we try and keep people guessing i think we're always interested in new ideas and and we've always been about the next generation and if you work with the next generation that generation moves on and moves <laughs> on to whatever's next for them You're about five generations in now exactly aren't you? yeah so every time there are new young people coming in and and they come with fresh ideas and we want to kind of you know empower young people to to make a difference in their communities through performing arts so that's you know we follow them and the Work that you bring in from outside, I mean, someone like, I don't know, Vamos Theatre, I mean, that, they do some amazingly innovative stuff that you've never seen anywhere else before. And it's, it's been able to cherry-pick some amazing external companies in addition to the work that you do yourself. Yeah, we're really lucky. We've, you know, the, the theatre's been here just getting on for 50 years now, and, and so relationships have been built with companies going back decades. And, and the companies that we really love really love us and we're able to build on those relationships vamos in particular um we just announced yesterday maybe the day before that um we are going to be their premier partner going forward so all new vamos work will start here at the arena theater this will be the first place you can see new work from vamos so first one of those is coming up in january and we couldn't be more excited to have them with us for that journey yeah it's really really exciting but on top of that, you have a brochure in front of you. It's, a, it's an action-packed brochure as far as paper can be. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what have you got in there? Yeah, loads of great stuff coming up this autumn. And uh, I think what's great is we are in this feels like the full recovery from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's our third uh, autumn back since we came back from the pandemic. But I think the industry has taken a while to get back on its feet and production companies to get new work in, in flow. But we're starting to see that now. So loads of really exciting things coming up. Um, we've 
just by the time this goes out we'll have missed gazebos uh, wanted which is which has come to us um which came to us during the pandemic and we helped them get that out on video but actually to have it in with a, a live audience has been really exciting um we've got Jay Van Patel's new work, so Made in Wolverhampton, new dance work, Waltzing the Blue Gods, that is coming up in uh, November. And then, yeah, the best of the small-scale touring uh, circuit and what's out and about and what's available at the moment. So, uh, yes, yeah, some stuff people will recognise, some stuff people won't recognise, um, but we hope all of it is quality. It always is quality, and, and there's, there's always something for everybody. And even if you go and see a show and it's not for you, the fact it's always reasonably priced down here means you don't feel bad about that, but you know that somebody else will have enjoyed it. And, again, that's not doing any shows down, but there, there, there is a variety of things. And, you know, I, I've come to, you know, maybe two or three things across two or three weeks in, in, in seasons in the past, and I've got to get back to doing that. And just been amazed at what I've seen happen in this space, and it's how this space is used that is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's we're we're big for a small studio in terms of stage size, so we can bring in shows that um, maybe wouldn't be able to go to other small scale studios. Um, but it's such a blank canvas, and so people can do what they want with it, and and can really bring their shows. And we've got a number of shows coming this season that are doing interesting things with access or with technology and um, there was conversations going on yesterday about a show that needs to plug into the wi-fi network because there's an interactive element where audience members will be able to take part with their own devices their own phones and be able to interact with the show so there's always interesting ideas and interesting things developing and and different ways you know, we've got a show which um exists within a virtual reality augmented reality world so that's coming up in november it's called choosing children and it's uh it's very small audiences eight or nine per audience but everyone gets this kind of immersive interactive experience um and then at the same token we've got faith healer by brian Frill, which is an end on um show that people will recognize and and london classic theater are bringing that to us as well so yeah you're right we we try and uh, cater to everybody um but we don't cater everything for everybody so you know like you say you you'll come and see one show and uh, be blown away by it and you'll come and see another show and leave completely baffled by what was going on but that's good i still think yeah that's good. absolutely I, yeah it, it's, it's ne you're never disappointed for having seen something yeah. you're only disappointed for not having seen absolutely, something absolutely absolutely and we try and keep ticket prices as low as we possibly can we we put them up i think we had to put them up last season but that's the first time we've done it for a while um we know what the, the pinch is on everybody at the moment we know that cost of living crisis having an impact on people being able to go out and we hope that our ticket prices mean that people can have a night out which is which is a bonus uh, but also that they if they don't uh, you know, engage with that piece of work. They can have another night out and come yeah. and see something else that that will chime with them. And it, it's uh, the, the 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 experience of coming to the theatre is one that's that's great here. I mean, the, the the grand as well. And you partner with them on a load of great things. And I, I think we we're lucky to have this sort of stuff in our city when it comes to the arts and the arena. I like the grand, like uh, the other parts of the, the the culture here. It is just accessible and something which is open to all in some way. There's always something for someone somewhere. We'd hope so, and, and there is a concerted effort amongst the, the venues in, in town to make sure that we're complementing each other and supporting each other and, and bringing people into the city. It's been really tough. You know, we've, we've gone through a really turbulent few years, and um, Wolverhampton 
uh, has suffered as like every town centre has but there's such a great offer and with the halls being open again now and and the you know the the improvements that have been made to transport networks and those kind of things um we just great to see audiences coming back in and they are coming back in and great to see people having the confidence to come out again and, and enjoy what um ourselves and, and the other venues in the city have to offer and um yeah we we're hoping that that people will find something in our program that that will give them a good night out in the city and talking of the program available online wlv.ac.uk or you can actually paper copy enjoy it draw yeah. on it color it in and uh, make sure you know which ones you want to come and yeah see. absolutely yeah the, the brochures are available to pick up from from the arena or people want you know, email us we'll post one out um there's a digital copy as well i think on the website so you can download your own version of the paper version uh, <laughs> all the shows are listed and and, yeah and and you know we're we've got such exciting stuff coming up you know the christmas run as well we've got um wow said the owl for the littlies um so i may of yeah. course well as soon as i saw it it's one of uh, it's one of my kids favorite books so yeah. i was like oh, we'll have that <laughs> and uh so that's a few weeks before christmas and then we've got our christmas ghost stories um, which I've lit- we're literally casting for now. Well, I'll, when you got when you to cast, can I come and meet them, please? Yes, yes, absolutely. So, yes, I and mean, we'll talk to you about about details for that. But yes, we we're casting on Tuesday, so auditions are, are coming up. And this year we're doing uh, Carnivorine, which is a story about a um, carnivorous plant, but couldn't be further away from Little Shop of Horrors. It's not a musical number. It's not a musical, <laughs> no. Um, and uh, we're doing the Body Snatcher by Robert Louis Stevenson. New adaptations, uh, solo shows made here, right here in the Arena Theatre, um, and as always with some magic and some effects and some other bits and pieces to give you a, a chill before Christmas. And it will be really special. wlv.ac.uk, that website, 01902 the box office number. Get in touch, find out the details, see what shows it is that you want to see, and then choose some extra ones as well, because there'll be other <laughs> things you won't have realised about. But it's going to be amazing. Neil, always good to speak to you. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for letting me in here, at least. Always And uh, we look forward to uh, being back in the seats when there's a show going on over there. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. From the 2nd of December through to the 7th of January, it's an amazing time of fun, frolics and panto extravaganza at the Grand. Uh, it is Snow White, and I have here with me two of the cast. However, they have also been writing this thing too. So, we have Ian Adams and Tam Ryan. Hello! Hello, hello! Right, OK, so uh, I've got my Bible here, which right. has got some interesting facts about each of you to refer to at some point, I think. Okay. So we'll see how we get on with that. We'll see whether, we, whilst we have a chat, we need to do this. Yeah. Right. OK. But it's 12 months since we We've last seen you on stage in Panto. Yep. So, Ian, what have you done this year? What have I done this year? Well, as you say, written the Panto with Tam. So we started that the last week in January. So <laughs> started and, planning early. Yeah, yeah we ne- we've nearly finished it. <laughs> no, no, it it went out on Monday, I think. Didn't yeah, it? so actually it's not it's far so from it's being fresh. a joke. Not far. It's fresh. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Memory Cafe still mm-hmm. going strong, of course. Um, four years this year. Yeah. And I, I'm in rehearsal this week um, so last day tomorrow start the schools tour of course on Monday the intro to Panto yeah. which is running for three weeks this year and that is always so important getting kids Brilliant. interested in, in yes. theatre yeah. and, and bringing theatre to them and yeah. kids who may not get the opportunity to come and see a Panto with their families actually having a great time seeing it in the schools which is the whole point of it that's absolutely brilliant yeah. Yeah. well you keep up the good work with that we'll do yeah uh, Tam what have you been doing uh, absolutely nothing no so sure. hang on no hang on when was Coronation Street uh, Coronation Street um, 
that that wasn't this year. No, was it not this year? Okay, when? Yeah. What, what else? No, I was going to say nothing as worthy as that, but no. I, have been, I have been working. I've just been sort of waiting. Elf was last year. Elf um, was last year. You're 47 yeah. now. Yeah. Veteran. I like the word veteran. That works uh, I'm well. not keen. I, th- I think the grey bits at the side that you've coloured out quite yeah. nicely. Are... Well, we speak them, aren't we? I've got reading glasses now and nose hair. So, yeah. But I think veteran Vet- is probably... Veteran is the reason why it's in here. Yeah, fair. Um, and and if, come on, what, what has been this year that we should talk about? Um, well, I've been, uh, well, we've written, or I've co-written, not only a pantomime, but a, um, a, rather, a rather dark comedy drama, which yeah. is subject of commissioning talks. Can't say ooh, much more ooh, than that. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, so that's for TV, but... Um, yeah, uh, and I've just been gigging, really, home and abroad, mm-hmm. with my sort of one-man show, uh, which has been, you know, enjoyable. Yeah, I've, not only for you, but also for the audiences, I'm led to believe. Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't. <laughs> no, no, it has been, yeah. Ge- generally. <laughs> the bit that surprised me, because I, I hadn't read all the blurb on you before, I okay. obviously failed there, but the, uh, did you know who's in The Way They Used to Live, uh, the, the TV show? How where, We Used to Live. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah that was... Uh, I mean, I grew up watching that at school, and you'd have been about you'd been about the same age as me at, at, at that point because we're not far off in age. Sure, um, I'm I'm giving myself four years, which, which you don't have, and I do, but we'll, uh, uh, we'll we'll pretend we're about the same age. Okay, but I mean that is an amazing fact. I yeah, mean, that was my that's how I first started out. Really, that was the the, the first recreating sort of... World War Two. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, it was the world, and it was 1939 to 1945. It was that it was that period. So, mm-hmm. so how I'm, old were you then? Six. Wow. And my career's gone steadily, steadily was, downhill. He was six in the war. Yeah, I Which explains a lot. Yeah, but that's yeah. the nose hair, you see. Yeah, well, yeah. indeed. Yeah. yeah, we were building up to that gag at some point, weren't we? It had to be done. <laughs> it's going but, early. Yeah, but, uh, but that one, that's brilliant, though. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with very, that. Yeah, very You're, few people are, are as impressed as you are. Yeah, but it's, it's But maybe it's allied to a memory, yeah. isn't it? It see? is, so, yeah. I remember sitting in school and, uh, you know, do you remember the sort of clock that used oh, to the go Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was a school's programme and we watched it in school and at a primary school and then... Yeah, it was it was a couple of the episodes that I was in. You were made to watch it yourself at yeah. school. Re- yeah, <laughs> bizarre. And I was sitting there, and people were going, uh, "Hang on, he looks like you." And it, it was me. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I didn't have many lines. But... No, well, I was at six, and it was, there was yeah. war on. I was, I was lines were on ration, yeah. weren't yeah. they? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they were at a premium. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, so the, the, the writing has been of a premium for this show. You've you've, you've finished it now. But it's still going to get tweaked. I mean, have you written yeah, any course. good ad libs yet? <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, they, well, they change a lot, don't they? And 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 the thing is that in panto, obviously, I know you know this, but but what you do, what you you set out with the final script, which is never the final script, and <laughs> then you come to realise when you're in the room or you see the set, something will occur to you, certainly from a comedy point of view, and you think. That should have been written earlier, but it's definitely been written now. So, so you're never finished. Oh, you're never also, finished. what's on the news? It depends what's happening at the time. Yeah, yeah of course. Because he is the king of topical, so you can oh. you can fit it in. Yeah. It'll work. But yeah. I mean, muddles and nurse knowledge. We haven't really said that bit yet because I mean that's that's where we will see you on stage. Yeah. And uh, does this mean that the rest of the performers are expected to cower down before you as they are creating your words in? In form, are you expecting well, worshipping? I doubt it. I, I'm certainly not <laughs> worshipping, maybe pitying. Uh, but there's, um, yeah, there's a certain awkwardness about that, isn't there? Well, there is because, like, if we're in the room with them and, and they sort of put, turning their noses up or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like, written that way. Thank you very well, much. You but uh, no, no, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're a great cast as well. You must be looking forward to working with them. And in fact, you, you've known the secrets of who's in the cast for a little while, so you've been able to tweak things to to, to fit each person. Uh, funny you should say that. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, well, we have to do that, don't we? Because yeah. you, you can you can sort of go carte blanche and write the story, and it's actually it's, it's sadly not as creative <laughs> as that. Because yeah. then you know certain people are cast in certain roles, and you suddenly think, oh, yeah. we need to create this role, and that's what we've done, we've done in done, this yeah. script. Yeah. You know, because yeah. there wasn't generally a, um, a, a sort of a, a fairy character in yeah. Snow White yeah. in the traditional telling. Mm-hmm. So, but because it was cast that way, we've we've invented that character. Yeah. Get you. That's magical, isn't We've it? Invented Christmas things. magic, an invention. Oh, there's a lot of Christmas magic. I've got to say, right? Well, a lot of Christmas and magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot yeah. of Christmas eyeliner in your case as well. Always. He likes his what eyeliner. do you mean now? Oh, well, no, I think oh, right. there's still a bit left on, isn't there? Uh, uh, well, I forgot to bring the remover. <laughs> and yesterday, um, Megan, who did the fabulous job on the makeup, cleared it off for me. But when we got back here, she'd gone. So I've been scrubbing away with soap, so that's why I've got a bit left on. Mm. Okay, so and the blue shirt eyes have nothing to, to do with the celebrations last night. <laughs> so that, that, it's, it's all purely down to life, yeah, boy. Yeah. But uh, it, it's going to be uh, a brilliant show, we know that. And, and Snow White, but not quite as we know it as well. Yeah, I think so. I think I so mean, as the well. There's stories there, mm-hmm. obviously, but there's a few twists. Yeah, because I, I think you've got to find the. I always think you've got to find the balance between the traditional telling of the story, which people there'll be a certain audience expectation of that, mm-hmm. so you, yeah. you know you can't deviate away. Right. But also, you've got to find its own personality. And you know, this year, I think what we've one of our our premises was to make it Wolverhampton's own show. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. you know, there's. Far be it to me for me to criticise the industry, but there's a lot of off-the-shelf pantos that mm. just get moved around theatres, and that's fine because for economic reasons and, it's, and very it's not reasons. the grand's way though, is it? But it's no. not the grand's way, and that really, for me, is what sets this show apart because this has been written from scratch to finish with Wolverhampton in mind, mm-hmm. yeah. with making it its very own show, and that's why, you know, it. It's extra special, I think, this year, and that's, it's totally bespoke because yeah. the yeah. costumes are new, the sets are new. There's a well, everything's new, isn't and it's it? Art. Even the jokes. Come on. Well, okay, but yeah. the, the, some of them have been reworked. There are new the, jokes. There are new jokes. <laughs> There's yeah. new jokes. There's, there's some traditional stuff, but some amazing new jokes. Yeah, I think, there and is. that's you know, that's I, yeah. the key, though. You've got to pepper both. You've got to fit both of those things uh, in together. Because we said last year, um, I think it was the laundry scene, wasn't it? Mm. One step away from an idiot, and we both looked at each other and weren't really like. Mm. And of course, it never fails. Yeah, it never fails. And it was written in probably. 1846. Yeah, yeah. during the war. Yeah. It must be during the war when you yeah, were. Yeah, I, I, I probably, probably wrote that it, during yeah. the filming of How We Used to Live. Yeah, that that, that would be it. Yeah. However, the important thing is, it is Snow White at Wolverhampton's Grand, all getting going on the second of December, right the way through till the seventh of January. Oh one nine zero two four two nine two one two is the box office number. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets to see Nurse Nolly and Muddles, aka Ian Adams and Tam Ryan, and uh, the cast that are going to be bringing their words to life around them. Thank you. Have a brilliant Christmas break, a leg. We look forward to seeing you in December. Fantastic. Thank you, Jason. Great to see you. Yeah, you too, mate. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Back with episode 747 next week. I'll see you then. We're off for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. Goodbye from the milk bar. Goodbye from the milk bar. Goodbye from the milk bar, yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar, yeah.